Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Cool. So, yeah, so we know then. Caleb does not like this movie, right? Yes. And I think that if he was a character in this movie, he would be Fink. Easily. <laughs> He's a total Fink. He's like 100% Fink. Doesn't 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 get it. Doesn't believe in poetry. He'd rat us all out. Just want just want to. Put does he not like the movie because it upsets him? Because I feel like I feel like that's probably a decent reason as to why he doesn't I think like the movie. It doesn't Both upset him. Our, no, no, that's not I, me. That's not that's not my. That's reason. my opinion. I think we're on the same wavelength. I think it's, he it's, thinks the kid's dumb. For uh, spoilers, man. Right. What are you doing? I might Yo, put this out of order. Poetry. He kills that poetry, right? Okay. I, it's been a long time Is since I've a... seen a movie that's just kind of like giving me raw motion like that. Hmm. This is intense. All right, Eric. <laughs> You're, leading are. This. You're leading this, buddy. They are. Welcome, Here snobbies. Do. Welcome to the Snobby Poet Society. Garbage when did we? When did we agree on that? Uh. It was a fugue dream. We, uh, did the, we did the blood pack the other night. You remember? Oh, geez, oh man, you guys, dang. that stuff must have really, I don't remember. Garbage. That's so <laughs> was that before or after the tequila shots? Yes. <laughs> I did. I don't welcome, welcome, writing. welcome. <laughs> this week, we are cozying up to Dead Poets Society, um, 1989. We have a guest in the house. Yeah, we do. Taylor Swift, 1989. <laughs> <laughs> Say what up, Taylor. One. We got a lot coming at you, so let's get into it. (laughs) To my right, Jerry Kloppenstein. Hello. Ethan Hasso. I'm back. You want to introduce yourself? Uh, I'm not Taylor Swift, but <laughs> I I am Skyler, and uh, yeah, it's kind of upsetting now that we were expecting Taylor Swift, but I'm sorry. Hey, well, I think you're better. Thanks. Buddy. And Ricky so Hungy. Yeah. Hi, Ricky back. Ricky back. Hungy. Ricky back. All the rest of 2021. <laughs> if he's gonna keep doing that, I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he does it once uh, at the beginning and once at the end. Okay. Uh, no, I have no idea when he's gonna say it next. So. <laughs> Got to bookend this pod somehow. Um, <laughs> so yes, we we watched Dead Poets Society. How many of you guys had seen it before? All hands are up except for Skyler. Oh, Jeez. first time, first time. Yeah, it was good. It was a good movie. It was uh it was intense. I will say that I didn't expect. Yeah, didn't yeah, expect yeah. We're gonna we're gonna yeah. do we're gonna do non spoily thoughts. Well, of course. At first, and then and then we'll jump into spoilies. So, tell us what you thought <clears throat> of the movie. Uh well, I think I I think I know why I'm single. I'm just not doing enough. That's why I'm single. <laughs> I. Uh, I'm not doing enough to get the women. That's that's the reason. Not carping that DM. I'm not I'm not carping the DM. I think that's a spoily thought, but I, no, it was interesting. It was a really good movie. I uh I'd never seen it. I really didn't know what to expect. I didn't look it up or anything. A lot right. of movies, like even Belfast, I kind of looked into it. Right. Um and then I didn't want to when we saw Belfast the other day. Uh but I, so I didn't look any I didn't look into it at all. I was I was trying to be surprised and um to be honest with you, I didn't think I was going to like it just because of the name, like Dead Poet Society. I was like, that doesn't sound interesting. Right. And then I watched it, and now I'm I'm sitting here, and I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of mad. I'm kind of upset about it, right? But You're it, upset about it? I'm upset about I'm upset about the way that it ended. I'm upset about the, like, that that shift, and you guys know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I've mm-hmm. been upset since that point on. I was like, oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely talk into it. That's a talking point for sure. Um, Ethan's upset. I yeah really it's it's a f- interesting film where it's it feels very whimsical mm-hmm. uh, but it was made in what 89 Taylor Swift and so I think I loved how they were still able to capture the 50s the kind of rhythm of their speech and their expressions kind of their vibe was very much what you would expect from a 50s mm-hmm. movie so I love how they really tried to keep that kind of energy throughout it so okay. I, I appreciated that kind of, yeah, whimsical kind of feel of the 50s that ran through it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just such a, a warm movie. It's very, I think there's so much, I think Robin Williams' character brings so much, like opens these guys up to like, what are they, to their passions and that they could start to dream about something bigger and mm. how vulnerable that actually is. <coughs> for mm-hmm. them is mm-hmm. really really stood out to me this time mm. fantastic Ricky hi everybody 
Um, Hi. Yeah, this is a movie I remember watching in my high school English class. Um, so you watched this in school? Yeah, we watched this in school. Oh, I did too. Wow. I did too. Like immediately in the environment that these kids are in. Yeah. Um, it's cool. It was weird as the teacher would like scream at us and paddle us after the movie. <laughs> So I don't know what he's trying to do. Did, the, did the paddle have holes in it? Or was it just like a holeless paddle? Oh, it had holes in it for sure. That's, <laughs> that's the worst kind of paddle. Screech! Shia LaBeouf's holes. Um, no, but for real, uh, Mr. Wing, shout out. He was he was cool. Um, didn't do all those things. But, um, yeah, I remember liking it as a kid. But I think now coming to this, especially after seeing uh, Peter Weir, I believe. Is that how you pronounce his name? Peter Weir. Weir. Peter Weir. Um, I had watched... Uh, picnic a hanging rock since watching this again and i find them to be like interesting almost like companion pieces a bit about kind of uh similar like youths that are kind of held down by society and like generational um expectations a bit and kind of Mm. oppressed a bit and yeah i don't know i just find them very interesting i find maybe uh hanging rock a little more spooky and interesting but this one's still a great time um Mm-hmm. Yeah, loved it a lot and excited to talk more about it. Jared. What's up, Snobby Nation? <coughs> We're back. You know who we back with? Our boy Peter Weir. Ricky just gave him a shout out. And I'm going to spend my time talking about my initial thoughts instead talking about Peter Weir. Because Peter Weir is probably <laughs> the greatest Australian director who ever lived. Mm. Uh, oh, wow. Shout out Australian directors. Uh, the movie Neutrum that just came up, directed by Justin Kurtzell, great Australian director, and everyone go watch The Power of the Dog on Netflix, directed by James Campion, another ledge. She's a she's a Kiwi though, right? Yeah, but it's the same, same region, same region. Yeah. <laughs> so go Cross watch The, the Power of the Dog now because you will be wowed. Anyways, Peter Weir's <laughs> probably the greatest Australian director, as Ricky mentioned, Picnic a Hanging Rock. He's got some other classics, Gallipoli, starring Mel Gibson, is a very underrated one. He did Gallipoli. He did Gallipoli. Did oh the my show. God. That's Uh, such a good movie. He did Master and Commander. He did The Way Back. He got this crazy movie with Harrison Ford called The Mosquito Coast that no one's seen. But that's his favorite movie. Like Harrison Ford has said that that was his favorite project that he's ever done. He also worked with Peter Weir on Witness. Oh, really? And he's got the best rom com of the '90s, maybe called Green Card, and no one's seen it. And it's a '90s rom com directed by Peter Weir. It's great. Anyway, (laughs) I like this movie. I don't know if I'd clarify it as cozy. Um, <laughs> so Eric picked it as a cozy pick, and I'm like, man, this one, this is not cozy at all. It's pretty cold at the end, but I like um, a lot of what it does. I think he's got this interesting, dreamy vibe that he captures. Mm. That, uh, especially in the in the pivotal turning point scene, that is very well done. And also the, when the boys go out to the cave, I love that, I love that mm. scene as well. So Peter Weir's director, he's got chops. Music in this is great. So and uh, yeah, it's a pretty interesting story. It's not as it's probably like my fifth, maybe sixth favorite Peter Weir film, but um, yeah. So I I remember um, watching Quick this question, Eric. Yeah, what's up? What what's cozy about this for you? What's cozy about it? Yeah. Okay, so I I originally picked this movie in my head. I was like, okay, this this feels like like East Coast kind of like autumn winter kind of like the vibes of like you know being in you know school studying they're all like the camaraderie like you know brotherhood just all those elements kind of like brought together this kind of you know real cozy feeling in my mind um and just the whole scene and 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 how it's set um and plus robin williams makes me cozy robin williams is phenomenal he's incredible he's incredible but um yeah so i mean i I saw this pretty early on. I saw this when I was like 18. Um, my friend uh, told me about it uh, in my first weeks at college. Um, and I was in my college dorm and I watched this like alone on my iMac desktop. <laughs> and uh, and I was like, this is so good. This is like one of the best movies I've ever seen. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to 
show this to a girl that I like and like I brought, I brought her into to, to my room and we watched Dead Poet Society and for some reason I thought that was a great idea uh, <laughs> you know how this movie teaches not, you how to woo right to woo her with the movie that taught the, me how to woo that's the question did you get the girl no no oh, uh, no, no no you didn't do enough they that never the followed thing. up on that though yeah, I wonder yeah. how that I wonder how that ended like did he mm, did he right. get the girl yeah. Or did he? Did she they go are back? Married and very happily married. Is that is that a fact or is that an assumption? I'm just you know, what, what's a more romantic <laughs> beginning to a lovely relationship than that? Nothing. Goodness heavens to Betsy! That would have that would have been that would have been that was the ending that needed to yeah, happen right yeah, there. Agreed, but. Yeah, terrible choice uh, for a movie to, to to show to a girl that I like. Um, but additionally, I just I really love Robin Williams, and I love um, like all of the roles, all of like some of my most favorite roles uh, in film are, you know, come from this powerful place. And Robin Williams gives such a powerful performance in like not only this movie but in Goodwill Hunting. Um, Flubber. 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 No, it's his peak classic. Good Morning Vietnam. Um, Patch Oak. Adams. Uh, he's Dr. No from AI. I mean, just like the best roles. Peter I think. Banning. Yeah. Peter Banning. Hook. Yes. Definitely Shock. one of my most favorite. He's AI. <laughs> he's Dr. No in AI. Remember they go to that like thing that's like oh, Einstein? The, oh, the genie thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And don't forget uh, about Peter Banning and Hook. Peter Banning, baby. And he's in, uh, Peter, he's in, uh, he's in Hook is Peter Pan, Tinkerbell's friend. One more time, Jared. M- more than just friends. One more time. Can I? <laughs> and also Flubber. Oh, there, there you go, is. there you go. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, really love Robin Williams. Um, still really sad that, you know, he's gone. I, he's easily one of my most... I, th- I just feel like I connect with him as an actor as far as his like energy and personality. And so, um, but yeah, I love most of the roles that he's in this not, um, excluded. So yeah, but anyway, so, um, yeah, I told you guys why I thought it was cozy. Um, did this feel cozy to you guys as, nope. as far as, well, you don't have to just think about the ending of the movie. You think about the movie on, as a whole. Nope. Okay, Jared says no. I think it can feel like it's like tangentially cozy. Like it's Mm -hmm. like I think of fall and winter and thus think if I'm inside looking at that, I'm probably cozy. But I didn't (laughs) feel it like directly. It was it was yeah tangential. Right, cozy in the sense of I don't want to leave my house and be around the general public after watching it. I think if they would have got that fire started in the cave the first time, mm. it would have felt cozy. Yeah, oh, okay. The fact that there wasn't that fire definitely. Well, that oh, that's a thin thread. Okay, that's, that's, that's where we're yeah. going no. for the anti-cozy. Yeah, they started a fire in their hearts. Wow. wow, a cozy fire. But like, I think it's a kind a of gray. It's kind of there's a lot of gray palette. Like the inside of the institution to me feels cold and not warm, like a Hogwartsy mm-hmm. institution. Right. The snow, when it finally comes, is used to match their interior feelings of coldness and barrenness Hmm. at loss rather than like, oh, it's cold, so I'm going to go warm with a warm blanket. And Ethan Hawke's monologue poem, not monologue, but poem that Keating brings out of him is even about how the warm blanket doesn't even warm his toes. So Yes, but you're, you're fixating on that and missing the warmth of like the friendship and bonds that they made, the warmth of the love that was spurned or well spurned at first and then accepted a little bit. Um, you know, and there's, there's a lot of warm elements here. You're just focusing on the cold ones. Yeah. I, I'll I, think, agree. I think the camaraderie is definitely really exciting <coughs> and cool and reminds me of, um, friends I had in high school and mm. thought we were cool doing this thing together and being yeah, it's warm. And it's warm. Doing the, stuff. The, the, the play is cozy. Yes. The no, it's, it's trees. Robin Williams had a turtleneck on. He was a dead donkey. He was feeling cozy. He was feeling cozy. You guys are taking this cozy thing so literal. (laughs) Here's the the thing. I I feel like, yo, it was, it was, it was interesting. Um, especially there at the end, you see like the impact that he made on his, uh, on his like dorm mate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the Mm -hmm. impact that he made on it. That was, uh, in my personal opinion, it didn't really like show that it didn't really, you know, put, bring light to that throughout the entire film. And then towards the end, 
you mm-hmm. kind of see the impact that he made. That was mm-hmm. cozy. But like speaking yeah, from like sure. a, a poetic standpoint, when he's trying to teach them to use words to describe things, I don't think like if you read the reviews of anyone for Dead Poet Society, I don't think the word they use to describe is going to be cozy. It's in Poetical. at least seven of the reviews. Jared, go look them up. All right. I've been proven corrected. <laughs> been proven, been correct. proven corrected. <laughs> all right. Editor, edit in all of those reviews right here. Okay. That's me. Um, Ethan. You Roger s- Ebert. This is the coziest movie <laughs> I've ever seen. From Chicago. Roger Ebert. Ethan. <laughs> yes. You said you said this kind of re- this this kind of leads into my uh, my next topic, which was um, did you guys have in in this movie they they learn about the Dead Poet Society. Um, there's there's a clear group here that you kind of see it at the beginning of the movie. They kind of grow as they go they grow closer together as a group. But then there's also you know Todd who gets brought into the group who's played by Ethan Hawke. Um, and, and you see them grow closer after they learn about this dead poet society, they go off and they do this dead poet society in the cave and they, they're gathering together. Um, and it's this kind of like society, this spooky little group and spooky they, little group. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they all have like, spooky. they all have like witches hoods on and stuff like that. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. But, but a, lot of, a lot of village vibes. Yeah. When they're running yeah. in the. <laughs> my question was like do, did anyone have like any groups growing up or like groups of friends that kind of like reminded them of of what they saw in the in the film it wasn't quite like that we weren't like reading literature well, I didn't and think it would be but. hanging out <laughs> but yeah i think growing up in a small town all of us kind of all the young kids my age we just kind of grouped together mm. we would just do things together walk around and go visit people's houses and <laughs> chill out and <laughs> have snacks and sodas. And mm-hmm. a few of us, like me, Gus and Billy. Oh, would, Gus and Billy. Gus and Billy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of had our own thing for a while. Um, yeah. I mean, there's not much to do. So we just go hide out, curse at each other. Just try it out. You know, what's it like <laughs> to curse? <laughs> Exhilarating. Are you we just, talking like voodoo? Or are you talking <laughs> I'm fucking swearing. I curse Whoa. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that Gus still has that third arm. My goodness. <laughs> you guys had yeah. a childhood? <laughs> it did. I did. I didn't have any of that happen to me in my childhood. No? I, I remember the first time I did curse at school, though. I felt on top of the world. Really? But I cursed at the girl that I had a crush on because I thought it was going to make me look cool. Did. Like, I didn't curse at her, like, in a derogatory way. I, like, cursed in the sentence that I was saying right. in front of her. To, to act to, cool. Yeah, you know, to try yeah. and, like, impress her. Yeah. And I remember the look on her face. It was just the most hurt look. Oh, wow. She was like, wow. I thought you were a good guy. And I was like, no, wow. baby, I am. I am a good guy. Don't, <laughs> and then you don't read walk a, away. And then you don't read a poem away. to her. Yeah, yeah. I, then I did not. I did, And I also, <laughs> I also did not chase her in a class. Um, and, you know, also I, I didn't, you know, get beat up by a, a fiance or, you know, anything like mm. that, which that's actually probably a spoiler. That's but, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think Chet, or is it Chet? Chet. 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 I don't think, I think he was like on the track for engagement, but Chet they were obviously still in high school. I was think. he, right. was that him in the, so whenever he walked into the classroom and read that thing, was yeah. that him at the back? No. Okay. He's at a different school. He was that, at it. That was the friend that spotted him kissing her while she was sleeping. Was it? I no, that was a different one. What a straight That's a different I was guy. like, because I, I thought it was Chet, and I was like, here we go again. Dude's going to get beat up in, in a different school, and he's going to have to ride this pink bike back home or back to his school. It's not going to be it's not gonna be a good ride back for him. It's cold, you know? No. It would have been cold. Yeah. Cold. Did anyone else have uh, any kind of groups? Oh, oh yeah, cool. yeah. We'd go around. I had a monkey suit. We'd walk across the street. We'd neighbors one time were having a bad... I think a bachelorette party or something and we <laughs> they were like older we're in, we're in high school right so we take the monkey suit and start like terrorizing them <laughs> like running up to the window knocking on the door and i think they're legitimately scared they're saying they're gonna call the cops and i mean we knew who they were but they didn't know who we were so i guess that could be freaky um yeah we took it to a school dance and i wore a sign around my neck a dollar for a dance or a dollar for a picture with the monkey and we made like 25 bucks oh my god everyone wanted to dance with the monkey so yeah we, uh, i was about to say you're still living off the royalties from that night oh, yeah. <laughs> but we lived like out in the like at 
my best high school years we lived out in the country on five acre lots so mm. we got we got around and had some fun <laughs> we're doing some short films with the monkey suit oh yeah we made a short film with the monkey suit yeah go to youtube look up tail the ape man <laughs> hopefully it's on there <laughs> wait where'd you grow up can i ask that well Ooh. mostly in colorado and uh it's a canada high school experience was in peyton oh high school oh peyton yeah peyton. yeah yeah that's peyton. cool go go panthers uh-oh <laughs> go panthers yeah, little plug panthers. right there for peyton high school but it's okay yeah. i've got a client who uh took the photo that's on the sign for peyton it's like their their like hometown sign that's us oh yeah well my dad owns peyton <laughs> <laughs> peyton manning no oh, it's actually cool. named after peyton manning is it the town is, was only established like six oh. years ago well, you bring a quarterback in and, you know, get to get Denver that Super Bowl win, of course. Just, just trolling each other? All right. <laughs> Ricky. No, it's like, it's weird. If you go to the town, like, everyone's wearing his jersey. Okay. <laughs> it's because, no, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, something happens. You okay? <laughs> okay, we just heard a massive There's a massive crash upstairs. Because Caleb fell down. And then he said he fell into a bunch of crap. <laughs> he said he spilled he a bunch have, of crap. He might have pooped himself. We I think know. this is uh, representative of his views of the movie, which we'll get to. Ricky, soon. did you have any groups growing up? Or? I mean, I had like groups of friends and we hung out. but uh, Nothing in a cave? <laughs> That's, oh wait uh-oh. no we would go down to you you just sparked a memory oh did i actually <laughs> yeah we would uh there, there used to be a creek like not that far from our house and we would go down to this creek all the time because that's what you do as kids and you nice. go find little lizards you catch them and you that's turn over awesome. little rocks you find homeless people down there sometimes under the rocks yeah under the rocks and they're just like what up with the lizards <laughs> yeah oh that's um, fun and one and there was always this this fable of um how some of us like i wasn't in this group um some people though found this cave and they found a box in this cave mm-hmm. and we didn't know what it was and it was really spooky and then we like thought it was gonna be a body or something and then <laughs> we went back and the box was was gone no no way oh my god so, um, creepy yeah Dead box society, lost box society, <laughs> lost box, the lost society. box society. <laughs> There's a lot of good stories down on that creek. Should we, uh, should we open up that, uh, that that scene where he's at the party? We were talking about it a little bit earlier. Uh, you know, man, <laughs> that is it. Was There's it, so it, much. There's so much wrong with that. Scene. Yay or nay? <laughs> yay, a hundred percent. Like I said, I'm not doing enough. I'm not. Listen, okay. <laughs> No, honestly, that was that was such a weird scene. I I would have loved to see because the how how that turns out with her so is going to so make the difference. So for break me. it down. What's going down in that scene? Okay, so man falls in love with a girl that he met once. Yes, as one does. As one does. And uh, you know, no. goes to a party. What'd you say? He said okay. no. Just no. Jerk. Well, you know, <laughs> you're not romantic. Yeah, it. Jared can uh, sit in this. So I don't know what love is. That's all I'm saying. Well, neither did he. So he goes to a party, cool. and you know, finds the girl that he loves. Obviously, she's got a very serious relationship with a man whose name is Chet. Which, let's be real, not a serious name. <laughs> not a serious name. Well, no, it is because his last name's Danbury. So Chet Danbury. That sounds like an STD. That whole thing sounds terrible. But either way, you know, you go into the party. She gets drunk or whatever she is. She's asleep on the couch. She could have been just tired. He Or she could have just been tired. Yeah. The crazy thing is, is this man's walking around staring at other people making out, which is also kind of strange. Right? Sits in between two <laughs> people making out. And quite by chance, she happens to be asleep right beside him. Dude goes to get up and realizes, oh, my God. The love of my life is literally right beside me. So almost caresses her head while she's asleep and starts to kiss her on the forehead, of course, because, you know, unconsensual lip kissing is definitely frowned upon. Yeah. So Thank kisses goodness. her on the forehead. Thank goodness. I'm glad it's frowned upon. <laughs> it is frowned upon, Jared. I, I was saying I'm glad that it is. Um, I'm as, as it should be. As it should be. upon. So, you know, then <laughs> some, what was that blonde head kid's name? Oh, Jojo. Jojo? Jojo Rabbit. So, so Jojo, the, the man drunk off of moonshine, which is true to its name because yeah. they say bad moonshine will make you go blind. He looked like he was having a hard time looking at things, man. He was, he was squinting yeah. really hard, all they, sweaty. They were toasting to mutt. Toasting to mutt. That's what it was. Yes. Yeah. Somehow sees, you know, from across the room, this man kissing this girl on the forehead. By the way, they're on a couch. I don't understand how he saw that. <laughs> But, you know, he saw it, and he was like, he was like, Chet, he's macking on your girl. And then, you know, Chet gets up and just beats the, beats the living, you know, Chet out of him. Yeah, yeah. crazy thing. 
and uh Weird. it was a <laughs> yeah it was a good time concerning was, concerning scene yeah could could be seen as uh you know him trying to make a move on somebody but that person that he was making a move on was unconscious so problematic corner for sure but it uh, doesn't yeah, stop there big oh bridge. no <laughs> no it doesn't where what happens after that oh well heavens to betsy man <laughs> Kinda, I'm going to get judged on my storytelling ability here. Heavens. All right. Yeah. So then, you know, it's a big thing. Gets his nose all bloody, but he's proud of it. He's proud of it. He's like, I kissed her. You know, not really, not necessarily, but either Definitely way, really, what was it yeah. like? Uh, it was, uh, I guess it was like several days later, yeah. I would assume. Yeah. Wait, so wait, 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 wait. I'm going to stop you right now. You can't recount the whole movie on the podcast. We have to talk about themes and craft. We can't just give everyone a play-by-play. <laughs> hey, Jared, is this uh, Europe Zone? Or? Oh. Yeah, to be fair, I was asked by the host to, to do exactly yeah, what I'm doing. Fact. Man, step off me, bro. This is my first time, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wasn't mad at you, Skyler. Man, step I off me. I, I took a... Th- I'm upset. I'm leaving. I was mad that the scene ended and you went to the next scene. Oh. <laughs> well, then let's talk about that scene. <laughs> we did talk about that scene already. You said you were glad it wasn't okay. No, you, you, said, you, said it was, you said it wasn't over. And I'm like, but it was. Are you trying to take notes? Are you actually, are you single? <laughs> no, he's not. Oh, it would have no, been better. No, I am not. <laughs> trying to take oh, notes. Oh, hi, hey. Caleb. Oh, Weddy. Welcome to hey, the Caleb. pod. Sorry. Hey, come no, Just a sorry from Mike. Caleb. Don't say sorry from Afari. <laughs> sorry I'm late, guys. I had a church thing, and I don't know if you heard Nerd. me when I yeah, came in. Yeah, you're pious. Swore, we get it. <laughs> and I apologize for saying a bad word. What did you spill? Did you, What? I had a, uh, I just got a burrito and I got a soda and just fell over. I'm like, this is probably a good thing. You know, soda's not good for you. You were upstairs, by the way, and I don't think we heard the word you said. Oh, um, actually, I didn't swear. I said, <laughs> well, in that just case. my luck. <laughs> oh, okay. We can extrapolate from there. Dog. Yeah. Yeah. Eric, can you oh, edit in what he actually said? Caleb, can I get your, um, can I get your official <laughs> thoughts? On Dead Poet Society right now, and then I am ready with my rebuttal. And I want your true, honest thoughts. I don't want you, you to hold back. Don't give him a play-by-play. He hates that. I hate play-by-play. <laughs> I won't give a play-by-play, but um, I don't really like this movie. I think it's mm-hmm. contrived. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the soundtrack is cheesy. Mm-hmm. I think the students are annoying. I don't oh, think Mr. Mm-hmm. Keating's a good professor. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I just none of the characters are like, well, the dad's a dick, mm-hmm. obviously, but... Um, <laughs> and I feel like at the end Goodness. with the suicide, mm. um, it just, oh, are we not in spoilers yet? We are in spoilers. Now we are. Um, Cracker. I don't know. It just, it didn't feel realistic to me. It just felt out of place. And I was like, that was weird. And it felt like it was kind of like an, an F you to dad. And it felt really dramatic. It didn't feel like he had already been depressed or anything like that. There were no t- telltale signs of it. It was just, he just did it and like put on the... Uh, the crown and it was this real big ceremony and I don't know. I just didn't like it. Can I ask a question? I need your opinion. What do you think about the scene where he fell in love with that girl and went to the party? I need to know what your thoughts are. I don't remember that oh, scene. Dang it. Uh, well, I feel like I have one more, uh, one more thing I was going to say. Either way, if you like it, it's great. I get why it's like um, a lot of people's favorite movies. I guess it is inspirational Seize the Day, but they're told to seize the day and then once he doesn't get what he wants, he just kills himself and it felt off to me it didn't feel like that was realistic and uh, okay i know not everything's realistic whatever but i'm gonna just go i'm gonna hear for a new Fair bit enough. and it's called critical critical analysis critical critical analysis <laughs> critical critical because analysis. we're gonna criticize caleb's criticism of the movie <laughs> number one let's break it down does caleb have the ability to empathize Hmm. Because there are a moment in this movie hmm. when Robin Williams, Mr. <laughs> Professor Keating, stands up on a desk and says, you have to see things from different perspectives, saying, look outside of yourself. And I believe Caleb Zier is viewing this movie through the lens of his own parental experience. He had great parents, from what I can tell. He had a great high school experience. And so, when the suicide does finally come, Caleb has no ability to see that an overbearing parent can cause cause such turmoil to the inner workings of a high schooler's heart that he feels he has no other choice but to commit suicide. And I take offense 
that you do not see other people's problems and that you decide to look away and say, I couldn't feel that because I wouldn't be that way with my parents and it feels contrived. No, this happens all the time, bro. Mike, it's true. <coughs> no, he's chewing is chewing. I think... <laughs> Speechless. I think Caleb Speechless. gets really bummed out and and doesn't know how to handle sadness in a this movie. This movie didn't bum me out. I can handle sadness. You watch La La Land with me? That's, that's nowhere near as sad as... La La Land? La La Land? You see me get sad? Sadness? You see me get sad? <laughs> Hashtag first world problems. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is first world problems. <laughs> <laughs> That's offensive, by the no, way. As, as someone, like, that's like a like a very real thing. Like, mm-hmm. like, yeah, and, yeah. It might seem small and like, oh, like I can't believe he like killed himself over that. But it's like I, that happens every day. Yeah, well, and, he, and, and parents, he didn't, and he didn't kill himself because he didn't get what he wanted. He killed himself because he felt trapped and because yeah. he was being forced to do something, and because he saw no way out of being happy or finding fulfillment in life and and he finally found something that gave him pleasure and enjoyment and and passion and 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 it stirred his heart and his dad just all over it killed it and buried it in the backyard and so he was just like well i i don't have anything left to live for and you could say yes that's like a bit extreme but so is depression. So are highs and lows of chemical imbalance. Like this is stuff that's like, we hear about people throwing themselves off of their dorm buildings because they got low grades. I mean, it's like, this is, this is a little, that's more extreme than, than that instance. And also Mr. Keating being a bad teacher, he's a far better teacher than whoever taught <clears throat> your show choir. <laughs> ouch, ouch, fighting Jeez. words right there. What is this story? I need to I know. know. <laughs> what? Well, have you seen his show choir? <laughs> we'll put the link in the show notes. <laughs> we will. Please don't. But uh, what, so, why, well, I just want to know why you think he's a bad teacher. He's teaching people to think for themselves. Show choir is, is, all show about? is not something I pride myself in. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> was, not was, like, was one of the things that you said you, that you didn't like Mr. Keating? Yeah. Uh, I just think he seemed like he was saying a lot of profound things, but really he wasn't saying a lot at all. And he was like, came in as like this cool teacher. He's like, "Hey guys, let's <laughs> rip up our textbooks. That'd be pretty cool, huh?" I don't know, it felt dumb. Well, hey, you hey, see what uh, he made him rip out? It was the worst explanation of poetry I've ever seen. He was making poetry <laughs> math. Hold on, hold on. I, like, as 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 a motivational speaker, um, how do you feel about yeah. coming in and sound and like you know pumping people up and you know giving them some good things to lean on? Skyler, but, I mean, don't hold back, Skylar. You're don't basically a Mr. Keating in <laughs> live form right now Skyler I would stand on a desk for you oh dude that is I've met you once but I'm in love with you that's (laughs) listen so I'm sorry what was the question I was in my own world over here I mean you're basically like our our in life Mr. Keating like how do you how do you respond uh to what Caleb just said about Mr. Keating being stupid and and dumb um well I think Caleb is stupid and dumb and Yo, here's the thing. Only because it's Robin Williams, and and you can't, you know what I mean. Like I don't. I think his uh, I think his teaching style was interesting. Uh, and you know, to be fair, the whole ending was mostly a setup. Anyways, the ending was just a setup because the school needed someone to blame. Yeah. Scapegoat. A scapegoat. Yeah. You know what it is. And so, and I think that. Uh, I think that Keating honestly was probably the only good part about that kid's life. Right, because he was the one that encouraged him to do what he loves, and genuinely, like, not to go all philosophical, but shit, like, if life, if you're not, if you're living life and you're not doing what you love, then what is the point? And as you see at the end of that scene, or at the end of the, or towards the end of the movie, he saw no point. He saw no point, right? Because you're not gonna. That's like one of the worst things you can do is live your life for someone else. And by no means are we advocating suicide because no, of course not. You did not live the life that you wanted to live. We're just talking about what happened in the movie. Right. Yes. Okay, so I'll say this. I'm able to empathize, Jared, first of all. (laughs) Two, I guess the ending didn't make me sad. Everyone's like, oh, such a sad ending. It just made me angry because it's so tragic that, like, that's the only thing he saw to do. And I know that happens every day. Mm. And that's that's super sad. But it just, like, I was like, but maybe that's why it felt unrealistic because... Well, you didn't want to celebrate that ending because I yeah I haven't been there. Also, I didn't want to celebrate that ending because I'm like, 
I, yeah, just it, it felt. Right. And I don't know. Yeah, well, you I, don't have to celebrate it. It can just be sad. I don't think it didn't make me sad though. It's just angry. It was just a, that's it. It's an appropriate emotional response. Ricky, Ricky's been holding on to some words here. Well, it's, but, the, we've gone into different territory now. No, oh. I don't think you're stupid and dumb. I love you, man. I'm sorry. Caleb, <laughs> Caleb, yeah, the only reason I went so hard on you is because you you were you're just so blatantly blunt, and I felt I needed to be blunt back, and I feel bad about that now. So will you forgive me? I forgive you. Wow. Redemption and <coughs> reconciliation on the pod, wow. guys. That's crazy. You know what? I feel like when Mr. Keating told uh, Dalton, Charlie Dalton, not to not to make that dumb phone joke after uh, he admitted to writing that thing where he went a little too far with his making his point, I feel like I did that to you. Don't suck the marrow. Don't, Don't choke on the bone. You got to yeah. be wise and know when to hold back, and I didn't, and I'm sorry. I'm waiting for one of us to pull out like some instrument and just start playing it right now. <laughs> you know what this movie doesn't have though? What? Little people, which is how dare crazy. you? Oh. How dare you? God, we're not going you back to that. No, I want to also. You just wanted to say little people, didn't you? You said a lot of things Whoa. I disagree with, but you also crapped on the score, and the score slaps. Score slaps. Is that disagree? Um, here's here's something interesting. The musical score. Like oh, okay. the, here's something interesting <laughs> to th- to think about. Originally. They were going to have Mr. Keating die of leukemia, but they decided to put the focus. They decided to put the focus back on the kids. And how do you guys think about that um, stylistic decision? When that would have been weird, I think. As 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 like, I mean, it would the flow would have changed, and and there would have been more kind of like sure. stuff related to that. It wouldn't have been just like he dies of leukemia, but like. If if the if the movie had ended that way, where Mr. Keating was kind of the the martyr of, of everything, it would have changed the the story completely. Oh, yeah, but, absolutely. Um, do you think it was a better story the way it was handled? Big time. I, I think it hits something that's it feels a little more true and profound in a way that I think what you just described sounds kind of more generic and sentimental. Mm-hmm. Um, like a martyr teacher. Like yeah, I, I I feel like we could. He, I hear that. I can picture how that goes, and that's just kind of okay. Like that that makes sense. But I think this one makes me think more and makes me like feel for what what it looks like out out there. And at the end of the day, mm-hmm. I think it adds some more layers too about you know institutional cover up and mm. pressures kids seeing. Pre- I yeah. mean, and part of what he's teaching them to do is think for themselves. So when they're seeing this. They're not. They're now no longer looking at it through a lens of this institution is just doing what it's right because it's pre- prestigious and traditional. And it's always been here, so we should follow them. They're now able to see that through the lens of, oh wait, this is jacked up, and this happens all the time, and mm-hmm. we see this as a bad thing. So there's it. I think the leukemia thing would have just harped on the grief over and over again, where this adds some more thematic layers that wouldn't have been there otherwise. And mm-hmm. I think that if you're, especially like just watching the movie as a patron and not somebody that's going to analyze it, the way that it ended, the way that it happened just creates more unfiltered emotion in the audience, which is more so than the Keating dying of leukemia. leukemia. Words yeah. are hard, but yeah. 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 It's able to hold those things in tension of like, oh yeah, this man gave us hope through this really terrible institution because mm. that's how a lot of times things happen in life. Hmm. And the pressures of, of, of home life, the pressures of, of, of living up to legacy. Um, I think those are pretty strong themes that we're seeing in here. Not and just not just with Neil, like with everybody. They're all like, mm-hmm. I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be an engineer. And, and everybody's got these like high expectations. Um, but they find something a little bit more in the end. Sorry, Ricky, go ahead. No, I was just going to make the point. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like I really remember those teachers too that like despite the the school they were in or the system they were in that like really made an effort to Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. go against the grain and actually like impact kids and like yeah i just think that's that's massive but well yeah robin said uh for this role that he got the inspiration not from a real person but he got the inspiration from uh he played a teacher that he always wished he had um and and I find that uh, interesting because it could have easily been a teacher that he had had when he was young or something like that. But um, he embodied this kind of like, I wish somebody had been there for me. I wish somebody had believed in me. I wish somebody would have, you know, said to hell with the textbook. This is what it, life is all about. This is what it's, you know, you're supposed to glean 
from 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 life and beauty and like there's all these like rigid noble pursuits is what he says where you're a doctor you're a lawyer you're an engineer but he said there's still this beauty in this thing that like all the other professors are like don't focus on these things because it they're not going to find any um they're not going to find um life or they're not going to be able to make a living off of anything that you're that you're preaching here and he's and and keating makes the the argument that no these things are what fuel life and make life worth living and i just yeah i just find that so so cool that he just decided to embody like this is the teacher that we all wish we had and that was like how i felt afterwards i was like damn i wish i had this guy as a teacher he would have been so incredible well yeah and i don't think he's anti lawyers doctors engineers no he called you know, them no that's pursuits the, that's yeah. not really right what he's against and yeah. i really appreciate in particular when he you know he i i would i would be tempted to believe or think like caleb would if he didn't encourage him to seek out his dad like you need to tell your dad what you just told me like he still encourages the relationship. He doesn't say like, "Who cares what your dad says? Do whatever you want." He's right. Like, you need to tell him this. You need to like yeah. really let him see you. And doesn't always he, work though. Doesn't that's always sad. work. But that's what I think that speaks to his value of. He's not just trying to get these kids to just throw everything away, but to encourage them to just be themselves and have passion and yeah, like talk to their parents. Like, you got to do your schoolwork, but sometimes you just got to be like, you know what? My name is now Nawanda and I'm going to paint a red lightning bolt. <laughs> on my chest. Like, that's also cool. Right. Right. I think he just rode the line really well. Where like, he always still gave the like right advice, even in those moments mm-hmm. where it could have been really easy to, yeah, to say like, no, nah, F everyone here, go do mm-hmm. what you want. As you just stated. But. Yeah. Because he, d- he definitely kind of had the air of like, stand up to your dad but it was more advocate for yourself. It wasn't, you know, screw over authority or, or, or forget your dad, you know, don't respect your dad. The, the respect was still there. It was just like, just tell him how you feel. And it wasn't like, you know, Keating didn't in the moment say, tell him how you feel. And I know this might not go your way. Like, but that's the, that's kind of the assumption in the, in that, in that scene where he's telling him about it is just like, this this may or may not work, but that's not the point. The point is that you that you advocate for yourself and that you that you explain to your dad what you're truly feeling. And there was a moment in the movie where he had the opportunity and he didn't. That's what I was going to ask. Didn't he not? He say, decided he not just to. Lied instead, no, he he said nothing. Oh, he just didn't. Yeah, know. he was he was like, but that's not what I feel. And then his dad's like, no, no, tell me, tell me, tell me how you feel. And he just stood there. Yeah. And then he sat down and he said nothing. I mean, he told him in a very condescending way that was ver- pretty much like, whatever you say, I'm not going to listen to it anyway. But well, yeah, but, at I mean, one point is, he's like, if it's acting, you can forget about it. Yeah, yeah, but there is something to be said for that, where the man who did say what he felt, the man going after the woman who may have gone a little too far to go after the woman, but he did it anyway. He's like, well, at least I stated my case and I can't really control what other people around me are doing, which is why when he went to the school and told her he loved her and then went back to the guys, he was like, I told her. And he's just like, and they were like, what what, what did he say? What did he say? He's like, I don't care. I did my thing. I told her. Yeah, yeah, I did it. (laughs) I'm I'm living free. And that and how everyone else reacts, that's that's on them. As long as I'm not harming them, I'm just Mm -hmm. doing my thing and Mm -hmm. they can choose to to be be a part of that or not. <laughs> yeah, he was just like they're like what did she say? <laughs> Nothing. What? <laughs> well, then what why like why does it matter? He's like I did it. <laughs> I did cool. it. Yeah, I love, I love that. that. I love that. I did it. Yeah. Did it. Freedom. <laughs> Freedom. And then she shows up at the school like 10 minutes later. <laughs> It was at night time. It was ten minutes. <laughs> Did she say yes? Eventually, we don't know. no. Um, Knox said, um, "Come to the play to, with me tonight, and if you don't have a fun time, I'll never talk to you again." Wow! But I guess but they she didn't hold have the a fun hands time. during the play. They did. Mm-hmm. Wow! Well, he he went for her hand, and she squeezed. She hand, squeezed so. it back. And we can it was assume, a hand scene. It was a hand scene. Oh, I love a good Chet hand scene. was <laughs> upset. No, this movie's a five, okay. actually. <laughs> we can assume that Chet was not happy about that, and they both died. That's what we can assume. Holy cow. <laughs> you had so yeah. many theories on what happened behind the scenes. Yeah, that's what happened. 
you prefer, never know what happens off. You never know what happens off camera. Chet mm. may be murder. Do you guys prefer <laughs> this right. dad or Red Foreman from that seventy? That's what I was oh saying. That's what I was. Yo, because I got I got excited whenever I saw that it was Red Foreman from that seventy show. I was I was like, oh yeah. I mean, and he then was basically was a little more oh. strict Red. Yeah. No. Can, can I give a shout out for uh, Radis Dad of, <laughs> of the podcast? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think definitely you red. need to make that R a B. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. He was actually, I think, gets the title of baddest dad. Yeah, yeah, he's bad. It's pretty. Like we've had a lot of bad dads here, but I think he wears the crown so far. Could you guys tell um, between the guys' chemistry that um, the director actually had them spend a lot of time in like room together to actually build up that? A lot of directors sometimes will do that with cast. Like, they'll have them spend a lot of time together and it, like, builds up a bond or whatever. I but. think the only time that showed him studying chemistry was by himself. <laughs> That's that Peter Weir. No, no, here. it was in the study. Uh, they, they did the study room with the, when they were building the radio. chemistry. That's... <laughs> You're talking about chemistry. Yeah, like when he pulled the textbook out, he really like sees the day on a piece Stop. of paper and put it away. Stop. You're right. Ethan right. Hawke pulls that Absurd. Yeah. And he said he was going to study history, but he studied chemistry. I said it earlier, and I'll say it again. You guys take things way too literal. <laughs> <laughs> no, because he was studying chemistry so that he could find chemistry with the boys. Yes. Well, yes. the thing is, we really harp on movies or math, and you need to make your graph and then see where it lines up on that graph. <laughs> Uh, yes, and then rip it out. And then rip, the, the, rip, then rip, rip it right out. And then rip it out. I actually said that during the movie, though. I was like, I, I would give, from an actor standpoint, I've done acting before, right? I would give anything to be able to be, even if it was just towards the end, and he's like, stay away from my son. I'll give anything to be in a scene like that with Robin Williams. Mm. That would be fun. That'd be incredible. That would mm. be life changing for me. Skylar, yeah. what was your best role you played as an actor? Mm. Your most favorite role, yeah, dude. My favorite role? Yeah. It's a long story. Do you guys want me to like say it real quick? It's yeah. kind of like, yeah, all right, absolutely. so. Um, Skylar Corner. <laughs> <laughs> so this was like a little short film type of thing, right? So, but it was, uh, it really just taught me method acting and just how to get into a role. I was like uh, 17 years old and I had a role where I had a wife and a newborn daughter. I'm 17. I don't have a wife or a newborn wow. daughter, right? But, <laughs> you know, I had to grow my beard out for the scene and all sorts, right? And uh, wow, it was, it was interesting because nobody will probably ever see the short film i'll just go ahead and spoil everything so <laughs> towards the end of it i uh, you know i'm spending this kind of whole thing like you know work, like building up a relationship with my family and then towards the end um i have a business meeting so i have to stay late and my wife and so we're about to catch we're about to go on vacation and so i'm about to catch a uh, we're about to catch a flight but i have to stay late at work and my family my wife and my newborn you know kid they're gonna get on a plane and they're gonna go ahead and go there and i'm just gonna meet them wherever we're going right and you know they're playing boards i'm on my way to the airport i get to the airport and um i get hit over the back of the head with like an assault rifle I, i'm unconscious i fall down i wake up my hands are tied behind my back you know like my ankles are tied oh together my gosh. and my the, the 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 airplane that my wife and my kid are on are has been hijacked and it's about to like explode it's like about to crash right oh. and there's nothing i can do and i have to watch this on the screens at the airport and know that like after they die what happened you know what i mean like that's my family that's my life and again right. being a 17 year old i don't have a wife or um a kid or anything like that so just like that raw emotion that we were talking about earlier like i had to figure yeah. out how to uh i had to figure out how to feel how to at least pretend what it would be like to lose something that tragically right caleb does that help skylar that is a great story <laughs> Does it help what? <laughs> help, help you empathize that with the broad. boy. By hearing Skylar's <laughs> way of empathizing with his character? Yeah. Let me ask let me ask you. You know question. what? Let's write a short film where <laughs> I my dad won't let me be in a play. <laughs> and then maybe maybe I'll be able to empathize. <laughs> I feel attacked. Yep, Yo, let me ask this question though, right? <laughs> yeah. So the problem with Keating, yeah? Yeah. How would you feel? Like, would you would you rather have a dad that's like Keating, or would you rather have a dad that's like the actual dad? Keating, I'd rather be a dad like the actual dad. Uh, I thought he was a good dad. Uh, (laughs) What? Cancelled. Cancelled again. I'd rather have a dad like Keating, but I wouldn't want to be have a teacher like Keating. 
Why? What? what? He's so fun. He's yes. incredible. Teach me the bait. Your dad is the ultimate teacher. Hey, <laughs> hey, this confirms the theory that we all had before you got here that you are Fink. You're oh, fake in the movie. We you actually fake, didn't say that fake, at the beginning. Fink, 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 you uh, rat bastard. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say the ARD part, so technically it's not a curse word. My, uh, <laughs> Someone punch him. My, uh, janitor, my janitor in grade school was Mr. Fink, actually. Shout out, Mr. Fink. <laughs> shout out, Mr. Fink. He's literally shouting out Fink. How many? Um, shout out, Barton Fink, <laughs> John I, I, Turturro. <laughs> Uh, I would like to say my favorite teacher in high school, literally, I'd walk into class, he'd teach us how to do the problem, we'd do practice problems, and we'd leave. And that was the best class I ever had. And he was the best teacher, because no what? frills. It was just, and, taught me what to do. And, and Keating right. to you is a bad, what? <laughs> <laughs> best teacher I ever had. We didn't even do anything in class. <laughs> he taught me the material, and that was it. That's all I needed. There and can be different times, there can be different kinds of teachers that are good. That's okay. They don't it have just to all be like your, your higher value is utility. It's blowing like my the mind. The teacher has a job to Vertility. teach this thing that I need to use in my life, and that's what I want. Right? Yeah. Okay. But instead, he teaches them how to think. Like, that's like the big problem with public school or school in general. Society it's these like, days. It's just like learning how to do a problem in this box, and then you leave, and then you don't know how to apply that to anything. Nobody knows know how, how to think. You have an idea for yourself. Yes. And, like, I, I don't know. I just know that was my entire experience. I know how to think for myself until, like, critical thought. 10 minutes ago, basically. Dude, that's like that's so, <laughs> that's society. Dude, like. That's like so society, you know? I dare you. <laughs> Yo, and that's like, that's one of the things when we were talking about it earlier that kind of reminds me of the allegory of the cave right like okay y- you go out right and it's like you know you guys know the allegory of the yeah, cave right Plato. good old plato, plato yeah so but plato. here's the thing right like Plato's all cave. the professor was doing like all the teacher was doing was like standing up for what he believed in and so like this is the way that you're supposed to like not that you're supposed to but, like this is the way that i teach right because this is the way that i feel that teaching is best hmm. and it's because of what he was standing up for what he believed in that in the end of it screwed him over and that's why guys kids listen to your parents no matter what or else you get fired (laughs) in the most worst way possible you become a scapegoat like caleb's been our scapegoat tonight and parents don't let your kids go to parties unattended (laughs) at rich people's houses And also, if you're directing a movie talk to peter weir he might be able to help you out and give you some tips he's really good at it okay I've got some. I got some kooky facts. Unless you've got something to say, Caleb. Nope, give me a kooky fact. <laughs> <laughs> you're uh, so sad. A what? Come on, man. <laughs> What's going on? I'm not. I'm really happy. I'm oh, happy you're, to be you're really. You you're happy to be here. Okay. I'm happy um, to be here with you too, man. Robin Williams Taylor. considered this his favorite movie that he made, and Peter Weir the best director he's ever worked with. Did he say this before That's he cool. filmed RV? <laughs> 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 yes. <laughs> what about best dad? Did he, he, did, he, did he did say it before. What year yeah. did he say that? Do we know what year he said uh, that? I do not know what year he said it's that. 1989. It's a, total <laughs> Oscar, it's a total Oscar interview thing to say. How it, long it, did it, they work on this movie it, before it, they it, released absolutely. it? Uh, I don't know. 40 the, years. I don't, I don't, I don't know the amount of... You say 40 or But four? I do know... It's seven years of production. I do know that they filmed at the actual school. I know that um, the scene where Ethan Hawke and his friends are in the snow, it had just snowed, and they did that scene in one take that was great by ethan hawk that was great acting they did that whole scene one take and they were like at the end that's it yeah it was real snow real cold it was everything um famous actors in i feel like i like there's a ton of people but like i couldn't put a name to anyone he's robin williams um did you know did you know that played knox was on a tv show called the good wife that that guy yeah uh oh was that him Mm-hmm. Knox, oh, wow. Knox Overstreet yeah. is pretty is pretty popular. Um, Neil was in House. He was one of the doctors yeah, in House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew the main that guy from Flubber. I recognized him. How dare you? There's a Robin Williams character. There weren't any doctors in House no, that I remember. Talk, talk about <laughs> talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Guys, I don't remember any doctors in House. Yeah, there wasn't actually. Any. <laughs> Oh, dear. There was some drug addict that was addicted to Vicodin, and then that was. No, there were well, seven high school age yeah, girls. That's kung fu, hungry girl. House's best friend yeah, was it, the guy, Doctor. Oh, that's the one. That yeah. was the witch the lady. Can we talk about um, how hairy of a man Robin Peter Williams Weir. is? <laughs> Peter Weir uh, apparently gave all the actors uh, that were playing students books that detailed what kids saw in uh, in the movies, listened to on radio. Basically, gave them a snapshot of the fifties to to help them along with the film. That's pretty standard stuff. But um, did you know that River Phoenix uh, auditioned for Neil? Yeah, he did. Did he really? 
Yep. But the part went to Robert Sean Leonard. So that was mm-hmm. uh, that was the guy's name who played Neil. Um, also, Joaquin Phoenix played the dad <laughs> in this movie. Joaquin Phoenix. Good one, Jared. Bad dad. Great, great one, Jared. Um, I'm going to tell <laughs> my Banning kids. Dead. The teacher. Do you please, know what the actor's name that plays Red Foreman is? Ooh. I'm going to tell my kids that that's Dr. Phil. <laughs> nice. It's Kurtwood Smith. I'm going to tell my kids Kurtwood Smith is Dr. Phil, yeah. <laughs> okay, Dead Poet Society got Best Picture nom, but lost to Driving Miss Daisy. Oh, This wow. was the 1990 uh, Oscars. Robin was nominated for Best Actor in a Leading Role, but lost to Daniel Day-Lewis for My I Left Foot. I was just thinking... Foot. Like, who would have been better at this role than Robin Williams? But, the name that came to mind was Daniel Day-Lewis. Yes, yes, but but it was for My Left Foot, the one where he plays uh, cerebral palsy. Yeah, it's, character, but it's so good acting. Oscar bait for sure, well, but no, was, was it actually a good movie? It's brilliant acting by Daniel Day-Lewis. Okay, you threed it, so... I'd... Yeah, I don't think the movie's the best. Oh, okay. Acting's incredible. <laughs> I mean, you don't, the movie. You, you don't give out best actor based off best movie. You That's give true. it based off best actor. That's true. Um, and it was also nominated for Best Original Screenplay, which it won. So that was the Oscar that it won nice. uh, that year. Oh, so. Scar. Did Truman Show win Best Picture? No. Hmm. I think it lost like Shakespeare in Love or something. Um, the last oh, thing that I'll say is far. <laughs> the last thing I'll say as far as uh, little Easter eggs is that when Keating brings them out um, for their first class to the hallway where he's showing them the pictures of, of, of the uh, yeah he brought out Easter eggs. Um, he has them all in a in a half circle, and when he is when he is. Um, uh, yeah, Neil's death is foreshadowed early in the film. Uh, when the camera is on him, when Keating is tell the, telling the class that one day they will all shrivel up, turn cold, and die. And the camera is on Neil for that whole quote. So it's kind Super of a little cozy. little foreshadowing. How do you guys feel about the ending of the movie? Like mm. the very ending. Yeah. Man, I loved... Freaking I think powerful scene in my opinion. I think that's like... Oh man, wow. for Ethan Hawke to be so young, mm-hmm. and you could just so young in this you movie, you could just feel his like energy and his face was just—he was—he just was so. By the time he actually said something, you could just—and this was like the one moment in his life that he just like stands up yeah. for himself, yeah. literally uh, building that up the entire film. I yeah, love that, awesome. that moment. He—he he did so well, in and that. and and the catalyst being the moment on the bridge with Neil, where he chucks the present from his parents right. off the bridge. I think that was like the one moment that kind of like started him down that path of kind of like being a part of being one of the gang and like and so yeah with him starting to stand on his desk and um oh captain my captain being number 94 in top uh i think it was 100 quotes from the movies um Uh, i think i said the billboard no (laughs) no Oh, you know what my favorite part about the ending is um, Saturday Night Live did this digital short a couple of years ago with like Fred Armisen and Farewell Mr. Farewell, Mr. Bunting and they all stand oh, I gotta rewatch up that. and they're all standing up and it's like goes on for like a minute and a half it's just like <laughs> Dead Poets Society like really emotional and then I think Pete Davidson stands up and his head gets chopped off by the ceiling fan <laughs> <laughs> no way so wow funny like i do remember it's one of the funniest saturday night live things the last 10 years it is oh well we should watch it after it's great yo could you imagine like you guys see snl like the the what is it chris farley was that his name chris mm-hmm. farley the like instead of robin williams it's chris farley like if you guys don't want to be failures and go live in a van <laughs> down by the river that'd be great oh god i love it but yeah guys that was uh, that was all caleb? i had did, did anyone have a question caleb I just ha- I just had a question. Has anyone, if you guys talked about Peter Weir at all, Picnic at Hanging Rock? No. Truman Show. Uh, what are you talking about? What? That was my whole opening. No, I know. I know it was. I know it was. To be fair. Return to oh. minute one of well, the podcast. Yeah. I want to shout out Picnic at Hanging Rock. Great movie. Everyone okay. go watch Picnic at Hanging Rock. Probably on the Criterion channel right now. I think so. It is. It's, I also have it, so come to my house and you Ooh. can watch it. Some mm-hmm. girls and a cliff. What's going to happen okay. at their picnic? <laughs> How many people listen to this podcast? Uh, three. Yeah, um, no, let's see. Who's <laughs> four and a half? My nephew. He's he's young now. Okay. <laughs> we get an average of probably like we get two hundred fifty listens up, two hundred fifty plays a month. 
Okay, looking, let's not go into the stats I was looking of, of, at, our, was, of our what? pod. Why don't we on, 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 on pod? It's on, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> you know what? I am not ashamed of being a not very much listened to podcast. Oh, I don't care right about now, that. Or I am not it's, ashamed it's, of our data. It's Do you well, guys know who I am? It is well known. of the podcast. <laughs> it is well known that we are listened to by our friends and those friends' moms, okay? Louis so Louis Chanel uh, listens ever since last episode. Because <laughs> she's like, someone finally pronounced my name right. Zooey. Um, Who is next? Ethan? 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 I didn't. You said you had ideas for a pick. I don't have a pick. Pick one now. I'm not going to do that. Oh! I can pick. Oh! Okay, if you had to pick a cozy movie, what comes to mind? Yo, okay. Yep. If I had to pick a cozy... No, dude, it'd be the, it'd be the Green Mile. It's not necessarily cozy, but it'd be a oh, sick so movie. Oh, so you'd pull Eric... Sure. I don't know who that is, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's Eric right there. (laughs) 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 Thanks. Uh, I'm right in front of you. (laughs) The one guy I've been looking at this entire time, sitting directly. Yeah, yeah. You're pulling. You're pulling a me. Finding warmth where Jared only finds frigid coldness. Yeah. 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 Jared. Okay. Fair enough. (laughs) Yeah. Can I go again? I want to pick Antichrist. Let's make an uncomfy movie. And we're out. (laughs) Go to watch Flight. Would you actually watch Green Mile for your cozy movie? Absolutely. Yo, I love... But no, the Green Mile just like... I've just... For me, right? Like, personally, Mm -hmm. I... That was my, like... One of my dad's favorite movies. Mm -hmm. And so, every Christmas, I would... We would watch that. And then my dad's passed away. So, it's it's kind of like... Like, for me, personally, it just brings back really good memories Mm -hmm. of, like, spending time, like... And actually, specifically around Christmas time with... uh, with my family and just feeling i also used to cry every time wilson got lost on castaway so take that for what it's worth but oh my gosh i have to say skyler your cozy just got vindicated because it was based off an experience oh so we're doing that no i'm joking you guys aren't even gonna invite me back i'm like this one guy bro he's he's done (laughs) he doesn't even know who that one guy is he's over it there's like a film snobs redux podcast that pops up that's just skyler doing his own (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's just like you just with the cats uploads from cell phone yeah <laughs> so like ricky comes over to my apartment the other day and he's like bro i'm gonna be honest with you the most listened to podcast episode we actually just listened to it turns on the cats episode it's not the most listened it's not, it's not the it's most listened to film bro. but it's the uh, best uh, one cinema snob investigation into whether caleb zier is in fact a film bro followed by a robin williams movie book <laughs> So I think we're going to get some traffic on Robin Williams here. I love yeah, it. Yeah, we might get up to 253 listeners a month. Heavens to Betsy. You guys have me, so it's going way up this time. I'm, hey, I'm we've, we've really enjoyed having you on this oh, Absolutely. Yeah, it's fun. Thank you, you guys for having me. Thank you were phenomenal. So thank You're you so great. Much. And thank you, Caleb, for joining with that opinion. Um, thanks, guys. Uh, for <laughs> Caleb. <laughs> Hey, Caleb, I actually think it's pretty cool to have a dissenting voice because it means we can draw out different things in this movie. I'm a, I like I like talking with people who don't like movies that I like and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Skylar just untied my boot. I, I will I will ask. <laughs> I will ask. Um, is it worthy of a one and a half, though? Um, I think I was just feeling spicy when yeah. I... Yeah. Uh, it's because you hadn't eaten the burrito. And, but now I don't want to back down. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. So change it to a two, and we're, we'll be That's good. We'll pride. be good. Jamon Honsu. I respect it, though, dude. I respect Thanks. it. Yeah, hundred percent. It's so low, dude. I so respect it. it yeah. I rated Adam's though. family a one and a half. <laughs> <laughs> you see my sister. Yeah, no, my sister mean, gave it a bad review too. <laughs> <laughs> my sister's review was like. Honestly, I started it, and like 20 minutes in, I was wondering where Ben Affleck and Matt Damon were. <laughs> oh, believe it or not, they auditioned for roles did in this movie. Really? Did they, they really? Did. They did. They talked did about they? it in an interview. They were like, yeah, we both, like, as friends, like, they, they went to the audition, and we're just like, yeah, we, we wanted to be in this movie. So wow. They're not going to let us be in this movie. We're going to write our own movie. That's what they said. I mean, they have the I power, Robin I Williams guess. anyway. I mean, Goodwill Hunting, <laughs> they were in that. You know. They wrote it. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the so, last duel. Who's you the guys? Last duel. <laughs> last duel, right? Who's your Who's your favorite actor of all time? Or do we have time for that? Joaquin I'm just Phoenix. curious. Joaquin uh, Phoenix. Joaquin Extra. <sighs> or Daniel I, Day. Okay. Joaquin or Daniel Living? Day. I, 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 sta- I stand by, like, I really, really love Robin Williams' sure. powerful performance. Yeah, that's so high up there for sure. He's, he's phenomenal. And he bridges that gap of comedy and drama. So, right up there. I think Walk might be one of the greatest right now. 
one. Oh, oh, what, Philip Seymour Hoffman, hundred percent. Philip Seymour Hoffman's great. Don't forget like, I loved, Juliette Binoche. I loved him in Twister. Okay, so <laughs> that was. Oh wait, Juliet Binoche. Juliet Binoche. Binoche. Yeah, we know that Honestly, for you. I'm a Gosling I'm gonna, guy myself. How I'm going with Black Whack. <laughs> I'm going with Tom Hanks. I'm a big Tom Hanks fan. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Ham Ham Tonks. Ham Did you like his latest movie with a robot? Um, which one is Finch. that? Finch. Finch. I have not Go seen Finch. Finch. Yeah, I should TV see Club. it though. Yeah, I should. I haven't seen it. Yeah. I was. I've seen. Uh, what is it? The the news one that he just did. The post. The post. Yeah, that yeah. was a good one. Yeah. Sully's a good, great movie. Yeah. What about that movie that Tom Hanks is in? Um. Um. um Cathaway. Um, Cathaway. Same Private Ryan. Wilson. Toy Story. No. Uh, big. The other one where he's the money uh, pit. He's the guy with the Turner and the Da Vinci Stand Code. Up. Another one. Another one. You get. You've got mail. It. Nope. It's a different. It's where he Turner and Hooch. You nope. got mail too. Um. Um, you got oh, mail again? Oh wait, no, that's Forrest Denzel Gump. Wa- sorry, that's Denzel Washington. <laughs> oh, heavens! <laughs> How dare you waste our time like that? Oh, that was ridiculous. I'm actually <laughs> upset. <laughs> oh wait, that's got both of us. All right, guys. Yeah. All right, guys. We all right, Snobby. Thank you for coming in. Uh, next week we'll have a movie that Ethan will decide to choose, but he doesn't. He doesn't have it now because. He didn't think about it, so. Hey, Ethan, you know what? I don't feel, I think that's okay, because I do that pretty much every time. So I'm with you. Thank you guys again for having me. It's been a great time. I appreciate it. No, thank you for coming in. Really appreciate it. We love you, Skyler. All right. We'll see you guys later. Bye. Love you guys more. Chip Skyler. That was a spicy episode. That was great.